What's happening? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, part two, how to play past politics, why people buy into politics. So in part one, we covered uh, politics as the spectacle of pro wrestling and how wrestlers refer to customers as marks. Marks means suckers. Okay, and you've got the dumb marks, which is the people who believe wrestling's real, and then you've got the smart marks who understands what's going on, who reads all the YouTube videos and dirt sheets and knows all the backstage politics, but they still buy the pay-per-views and are still engaged and still give the companies money, okay? So this is not for dumb guys. If you're dumb, you're probably not watching a video like this. You are probably watching some dumbass entertainment. This is for the smart guys who are still buying into politics, and there's a lot of them. And I see a lot of them. I read the political blogs, um, mainstream and independent, and I see a lot of guys still bought in, still angry, still raging, still very much polarized and bought into um, the political game and the spectacle of politics and the we need change and we need this and that, all right? And a lot of these guys are very intelligent. Okay, this could be you. This could be, um, you know, if you read the independent uh, media and stuff like that, you see a lot of this. So there are six major reasons that I want to cover for why guys buy into the politics. Okay, and then I'm going to get to why the buy-in's not working. And in part three, I'm going to cover what your options are. If you want to um, contribute to the world in a practical, positive way and still make yourself happy, okay? Because I'm not selling you empty hedonism, all right? I'm selling you the pursuit of self-interest, the pursuit of happiness, and you can actually do that and help the world around you, help a community and all these different things, okay? So really what I want is to be able to pull guys who are still caught up in that matrix out of it by showing you exactly what's going on within your reality or perhaps maybe within someone's reality that you know. So here are the six reasons why guys are still bought into the spectacle of politics, of the theater of pro wrestling that is uh, modern day politics. So number one is fear. The barbarians at the gate, okay? The country's going to shit. The barbarians are at the gate. We need strong leadership. We need this guy. This guy's going to handle it all. This you know, this is, we need to give our freedom to this, this person, okay? Because the barbarians are at the gate and our freedom's at risk and our security's at risk, all right? Even if this guy's completely corrupt, he is a lesser of evil compared to the barbarians at the gate, all right? And even when you are a smart guy and you're intelligent, you know the government's corrupt, you know the mechanism of government is putting guns in people's faces and you're voting for the guy who's going to control all the guns in your face, Okay, who's going to control the tax system and the prisons and all these different control mechanisms based on force. And you still think that because of fear, the barbarians at the gate um, are coming. So we need this or fear of the guy next door. Okay, as opposed to the person who has all the control and who has, um, you know, taking your right to physically protect yourself away from you, okay? Right? Like, the police aren't going to protect you. They, they're at best a deterrent for crime. Anyone, if, if you're not allowed to carry a weapon, anyone can come up and kill you because the criminals have guns, all right? 
um, but you are still fearful for your life, so you want to hand that security and that protection off to someone else who's going to protect you from the barbarians at the gate and the barbarians within your particular country. And you are told and buy into that the, the people who, run, who have all the guns and are willing to put them in your face are the ones who are going to protect you and that they're necessary evil and that you do need that protection. You can't just protect yourself. Number two, shame. Okay, you're a coward, you're a bad person if you don't believe or think X. And I read a lot of the political blogs, you know, I read it for my own entertainment, just like, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll listen to a shoot interview about pro wrestling, because when I was a kid, I loved Hogan and Macho Man, so like hearing some crazy stories about those guys interests me, and politics interests me to some degree about how I can further deprogram myself out of it. And I get a lot of good insights from reading some of the independent stuff, and some of the mainstream stuff to see what's going on, but 90% of that's for entertainment, and the other 10% is because like, I can work some of those angles into videos like this. Um, however, I see all these guys with intelligent comments, and then someone says slightly the wrong thing, and it's ad hominem attack, 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 because the guy said slightly the wrong thing, or he believes slightly the wrong thing. Now he's a libertarian, or he's a conservator, or... You know, any of the, you know, you believe the wrong thing or you think the wrong thing and it's like vicious attack from even from intelligent people because they're so polarized and you are shamed for um, believing in the wrong thing depending on who you're talking to. Okay, depending on who you're talking to, which is why you're taught not to bring up politics or religion in sales because so many people are polarized. So you don't want to say the wrong thing and set that person off and have them shame you, okay? So they'll say stuff like you're a coward or you're not a patriot or you don't love your country or, you know, you don't care about, you don't care about your family and your protection. Like, you know, really, really shame you, okay? Not doing your civic duty or you're a traitor to your race depending on, you know, which, which type of political reality tunnel you belong to. Um, and again, I don't belong to any of those. And then it, it's, you need to be outraged, you need to suffer, you need to care, you need to get upset about these things, you need to write comments on blogs and, and, and spread awareness, okay? Spread fucking awareness. Um, and you need to suffer and you need to take it seriously. Otherwise you're shamed, okay? Number three is significance. Uh, this one's so seductive and they sell you on the fact that you are significant in the political process. Whether it's the mainstream media or the government or the alternative media, they're all selling you because they don't want your mind share and they're seducing you with flattery and pandering to you. Your vote matters. Your comment and Twitter outrage matters. We care about you. Uh, we're listening. Even though we don't know your name, we need your donations and we need your um, getting involved with our campaign and we need your vote. And it's very important that you do this even though it's not, even though you're completely insignificant to the political process unless you have billions of dollars or an army or the combination of the two, unless you have a lot of power and a lot of people, a lot of insignificant people buying into you, okay? The, the, the leaders of the movement are significant, but you're not, all right? But you are sold on the fact that you're significant and, and it's so seductive, okay? And, and they sell you that we're doing this for you and we're the government of the people. 
And this is one where almost everyone buys into this, okay? Everyone has a fucking opinion on politics. I never heard anyone just say, well, I don't have an opinion on that. I don't know, right? Everyone from the cab driver to your mom thinks they're significant and they all know what the best thing is. And they will give you their unprompted opinion. You'll be in a cab and the, and the cab driver will, oh, this politician is bad guys. Here's what they need to do. And I'm thinking like, yeah, yeah, man, you know, you know what the fucking, you know what's supposed to be going on, right? Everyone thinks they're significant to the process, okay? And this is encouraged, especially in a democracy. Your, your vote matters. How many times have you heard that uh, in school or wherever and, and someone trying to get you out and get engaged? It doesn't fucking matter. You're not significant, okay? And the, and the litmus test is whether you die. If you die, how much would actually change, okay? If I died, absolutely nothing would change in any of the political processes. No matter, and I could grow this blog to, I mean, I'm getting 100,000 on my website, another 100,000 a month from YouTube. Still insignificant, all right? Um, at the end of the day, the vast majority of people are what I call secretary decision makers. This comes from my sales days of when I would call up and I'd get a secretary and I'm trying to speak to the boss and she would go into her speech of how he wouldn't be interested in that. Whereas she's not actually the decision-making power. She doesn't have the years of school and the 30 years in the, in the corporate game as a CEO. She's a secretary. But that's how most people react to the political game is they think that significance, their opinion matters. And they have so many opinions on everything. And everyone, everyone's so certain, okay? And they won't hesitate to give you their unprompted opinion that they are certain is correct, despite not studying, you know, history for decades and not studying all the different political schools out there and political schools of thought. And they all believe they're significant. If you watch these rallies and stuff, you see 20-year-old kids who are so certain that they're, they're correct. It's not even up for debate. And, and the people who disagree are evil and they are, they are significant and, and they're getting involved is significant. And that is part of the, the program, okay? You are sold that your impotent Twitter outrage matters and that your 700 word comments on blogs matter and spreading awarenesses matter, matters and on and fucking on. And the truth is you don't matter. All revolutions are top down, okay? You don't start a revolution through fucking Twitter. You start it with a lot of money and you put the money behind people and you fund their war machine. Okay, it all comes from force. It all comes from, there's no revolution that happens without a tremendous amount of violence and force. And that force has to be sponsored by someone. Someone has to give money for them to be able to buy all the synthetic petroleum and, and guns and, and bombs and tanks and whatever they need. You know, there is always a money trail and it is never just a bunch of, oh, me and my coworkers, got together on Twitter and we organized this revolution. This is not how it works. Your the people at the bottom are completely insignificant to the political process. Okay. And again, I'm not talking about ever starting a revolution or any kind of violence because that is not the, the way that I want to live. And it's not the way that I, that I think you should live. And I'm going to get into more of that, um, in part three, so that is uh, the third point. Uh, point number four is they sell you on rage, okay? Clickbait, outrage, clickbait. 
And you see this on every side of the political aisle. You see it in the independent media. You see it in mainstream media. You've got a lot of people whose life isn't going well and they're angry at the world. And someone, and something catches their eye, right? An article catches their eye. It's angry. And it touches that political button that they've been hurt before by, you know, women or men or whoever. And then then you're brought in and you pick an enemy and you dehumanize the other side, okay? Like a radical feminist might see someone like me, despite having no political interest as an agent of the patriarchy and a dude bro or a douchebag or a whatever, you, whatever the word is, um, without even knowing it, okay? Because I look like the enemy and because they have polarize themselves, put themselves into this camp, and anyone who's outside of that camp is the enemy. So, and the enemy is evil, and the enemy is wrong, and they are outraged, and they are looking to attack that enemy. And you see this in the left or right, you see people fighting each other in the streets like savages, and they don't even know the other people. They just know that those people are the enemy, they're evil, and they are outraged, and they want those people to pay. And those are the kind of people who start who, who, who start killing people, okay? Those are, when, when you start seeing other people in those terms, there's nothing that those people won't do when they're acting on that blind rage, right? When you look at all the revolutions through history and you see all of them descend into a fucking bloodbath, right? And it's people with that kind of mentality. And when you really polarize, there are so many things to be angry about, okay? That you've got the trope of the angry feminist. Because literally, when you when you are that polarized, you can look around and get angry over everything. So these people, it's not just the left, it's the right, it's everywhere. These people are living in fucking rage all the time because there's always something that they can focus on and be angry about. And they're addicted to being angry. And that is how they stay in that movement and that's how they stay bought in. Okay, That's point four. Point five, worship. Okay, watch the first Obama rally, before he became president the first time, before everyone knew what he was and that he was just another fucking politician like I knew and I told my mom, but my mom and all the women in the audience and, and all these people were looking at him like he was the second coming of the Messiah, the, the post-racial Messiah. Look at his campaign. People have their face painted and they're going crazy. They're fainting. They are insane over their hero worship for this guy. Okay. Now this doesn't apply to everybody, but the hardcore fanatics look at their guy as the Messiah. But even just the, you know, the regular polarized people look at it. That's their guy, and they they live through him. They think he's going to be the one that solves the problems. He's different than all the the people before him. He's going to protect us. He's going to do the right thing, and they worship him. It's really only depending on the degree of worship. Okay. And he's seen as the father figure, the mother figure of what they believe is their tribe, okay? It's not their tribe, but they believe it to be their tribe. Number six is belonging. So a weak-minded person always believes and clings to a cause. You never see, um, you rarely see strong independent people joining a group or joining a cause because they just take, you take care of yourself. And other people you find slow you down, a cause and you don't need to attach yourself to a cause because you're already strong and self-sufficient. Okay, a weak-minded person clings to a cause because they feel insecure, they feel scared. They want someone strong to lead them and tell them what to do and what to think. And 
you have a case of the weak following the strong, okay? And they want to feel like they belong. So they say, I'm a vegan, or I'm a liberal, or I'm this and that. And, and they say, I'm this arbitrary, despite being a human animal, I'm now this ism, I'm this arbitrary thing, and I buy it. And now I feel strong because there's safety in numbers. And I'm in this nice echo chamber, and I set up an echo chamber on Facebook, and we all just keep saying the same thing. Because alone I feel weak, but together I feel strong. Okay, now this applies to the guys on the right too. All right, and it's all fucking echo chamber. And when I'm part of something that's bigger than myself, I feel worthy. I feel this thing is greater than myself. And um, anytime people are selling collectivism, that's that is their mentality. We need to stick together because they're actually scared by themselves, and they don't feel comfortable by themselves. And you look at any guy who identifies as a winner; he is not. His loyalties to himself and like the people that he knows, it's not to this giant collective, all right? The, the people that are loyal to that collective are people who feel scared and they feel like they want to belong to something and be part of something that makes them feel secure. So those are the six reasons why, why people, even smart guys, still buy into the spectacle, okay? But I'm not finished there because what I want to actually break down is that Buy-in is bullshit. The altruism doesn't actually exist. Okay, buy-in is bullshit, and altruism doesn't exist. So you've got your instincts. Okay, these six instincts that are triggered in you that keep you buying in, or at least it appears to keep you buying. It appears to keep people buying in. All right. You hear a lot of people talk and occasionally they go protest and all this and, and you see it on Facebook or whatever and everyone looks and act, looks like they buy in, okay? And they believe themselves that they buy in and they signal that they buy in and they buy in because of rage, worship, belonging, fear, and the things that we cover. But they don't actually buy in, okay? They don't actually buy in. Their buy-in is bullshit. All right, they're buying this bullshit in 99.9% .9 of the cases because their money is not where their mouth is. All right, money's not where the mouth is. If you're really upset about Africans starving, you need to be over there working 15 hours a day, okay, at least instead of just signaling on Facebook like Darfur or whatever the next thing is, and you do that for two weeks and then you forget about it. Okay, this is. This is not, you know, non-existent. You, that person doesn't care. Um, you call yourself a socialist. Well, start by giving all your money away if you're truly a socialist. And versus just spreading awareness comfortably, right? This is nothing. Or regime change, right? You are serious about regime change. You, you should be out fighting a revolution, getting killed, and probably going to jail, and you know, almost for sure having not being able to succeed in that revolution instead of commenting on a blog or being outraged on Twitter. Then I'm obviously not telling you to start a revolution, but I'm saying if, if that's what you're talking about, then your actions don't line up with your fucking words because you are just signaling. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to other people, but you're still suffering all the consequences that come with being bought in. All right. The reality is People spend 99.9% .9 of their time sleeping, eating, um, getting money, sex, and entertaining themselves, okay? This is what everyone does with their life, right? 
Words are worthless. Here's, here's how to break it down to the simplest terms. So someone's bought in and they're talking about some cause. Then you say, of, those 20, of the 24 hours in a day, how many of those are devoted to that cause? Or as a percentage of your income, how much of it is devoted to a cause? People give, you know, a hundred dollars a year and think that they're helping and they give themselves a pat on the back like, well, I'm, I'm, I, I, I did something good. That's fine. Okay. That's fine to, you know, I give money out from time to time, but I'm not lying to myself that I, that I am a serious activist or I'm, I'm seriously involved in these things. Okay. I'm not, I'm not. 99% of my time goes to the things that I just mentioned. Okay, if you're serious about something, and, and, and those are just like the baselines for serious. True seriousness is like you're willing to die for it, you're willing to go to jail for it. A suicide bomber is fucking serious. Um, a Twitter warrior is not, okay? If you cared, you'd spend the majority of your time on that particular cause, all right? Just like I care about my business, so the majority of my day is spent on my business in one way or the other, all right? So really, Really, what the person is doing is just signaling to themselves and to others that they care, all right? But in their minds, they believe that they really do care. They believe it if they get outraged and they suffer all the negative emotions that come with being involved in the cause, but without actually doing any, anything about it. And if they were to do something, they wouldn't even be effective, okay? Because like I said, takes change takes billions of dollars in this world you know to be anything more than a drop in the bucket right so you have to understand humans are the product of billions of years of evolution we are selfish survival machines okay the person who's telling you they're not selfish and they're acting altruistically is a fucking liar even if i go do charity it's because i it makes me feel good all right now if you want to get involved and help people in, in charities, that's terrific. I think it's awesome. And I do that from time to time, or I, I give money to homeless people from time to time, but it's because I feel bad for them. And when I give money, it makes me feel um, less sad and maybe put a smile on their face. So it makes me feel good. There is no way out of being selfish as long as you're awake because you are always acting through the self. You're always acting through yourself and you're always moving towards pleasure and away from pain. There is no way around it. So anyone who says and acts like they're this altruistic martyr is lying to themselves and lying to you. They get something out of that virtue signaling on Facebook. They get something out of posting pictures of helping people or whatever. Everyone that, when someone does something, they get something out of that, all right? The pol political person is just as selfish as the self-actualized person, Th but and they buy into the cause because it serves their instincts. At some point, when the guy decides to become a feminist or a liberal or whatever, that served their instincts. They thought, this is the, th I'm going to get something out of just joining this cause. No one's just in a cause for no reason. They all think that they're getting something out of being part of that, okay? And whether getting something is avoiding shame or um, placating their fears or belonging or having someone to worship or feeling part of something greater than themselves, they're getting something out of that, all right? They're getting something out of that, uh, but they're selling it like they're altruistic. Okay, so in summary, you've got shame, fear, rage, hero worship, belonging, 
in a false sense of significance, keeping people buy-in. And as you can see, the actual buy-in is really just surface level, except for a few very hardcore radicals and um, fundamentalists. It's surface level. And even if they were to um, engage in more than surface level action, it would be nothing more than a drop in the bucket of achieving whatever the cause they wanted to achieve was. So knowing all that now, why do smart guys still allow the spectacle, allow politics to um, control their lives and devote their lives to these things, okay? The reason all these things affect them, and they may be aware of it, they may, might be not aware of it, um, is because the spectacle, the cause, uh, the, the politics of pro wrestling is a virus that affects your brain. Literally, it is, not literally, but it is, acts, acts like a virus, okay? And it affects that primitive part of your brain. So you can still be smart and you can still have a strong intellect, but it, it plays on that primitive part of your brain. And it's hijacked by the world's most powerful, most intelligent uh, programmers with a ton of money behind them. And fear, shame, obedience, anger, these are all primal, uh, primitive instincts that we used to need to survive when we lived in small, um, primitive tribal groups. And we don't live in those groups anymore, okay? America is 300 million people. It's not your tribe. It's not your tribe. No one knows your name, okay? We used to live in small tribes of 30 or 40 people, okay, where everyone knew each other's name and you're all related in some way. And at that point, you know, protecting the group and, and having a leader and, um, you know, defending yourself from outsiders and things like that was necessary to survive, okay? However, those triggers did not happen frequently. Whereas in today's world, you are not actually part of this tribe that you are taught you are. And you can be triggered at any time, anytime by turning on the news or reading um, things on the internet, 24 seven stress triggered, rage, shame, outrage, um, you know, obedience, anger, hero, all these things can be triggered in you 24 hours of the day, seven days a week. Okay. Not good. Not good for your mental health. It's no wonder that so many people, I've heard as much as one out of four women in North America is on antidepressants, okay? And it's no question in my mind that this is a major factor in that, okay? It's a major factor, the amount of programming and the amount of triggering that is going on um, for people because there is, the world we live in runs on triggers for mindshare, okay? I'm, I'm fighting for your mindshare right now. I'm fighting in Europe for, I want to get control over your mind to sell you on the lifestyle of happiness and positivity and acting in your own self-interest, okay? But that is taking it away from your mind, from what other people are programming you. So the, the world lives on mindshare. And in both the Indian mainstream media, there's no free pass. They all do that clickbait bullshit. They all work on those triggers. Um... And these are triggers that I try not to work on. You don't, I don't think you've seen one clickbait video or article from me about outraged about some issue. And I do not want to program you in that particular way. I want to deprogram you from that shit 
It's because the end result of that shit is, is so many polarized, unhappy political people, Black Lives Matter fighting um, these liberals, fighting the alt-right, fighting the, all these, I mean, millions of different little um, sects and groups and it's insanity. It's insanity, okay? Because first of all, they're all, all these concepts exist within people's ears, okay? You don't get a good ROI on it. And at the end of the day, everyone is trying to get through their life and be happy. But people who have allowed themselves to be polarized by political uh, processes are just very bad at being happy, okay? Because they've allowed all their um, primitive instincts to be hijacked as opposed to the self-actualized person who is constantly working on reframing their primitive instincts. So I get angry in traffic, deep breath will, fine, not, you know, not going to let this knock me out of state, right? So whereas someone else could get angry for two or three hours about that, I'm able to knock it off within 10 seconds or so. Or I'm, I'm, I've been able to knock off being angry about politics 100%. I do not ever get triggered and angry by politics, right? Whereas some people go through their day, seven, eight hours a day, angry, triggered, raging, all of these different things, all right? The ROI is terrible. And this is not because these people don't want to be happy. Everyone wants to be happy. It's why we chase girls. It's why we chase money. It's why we chase drugs. It's why even people join the cause um, and buy into the spectacle in the first place, because they think the cause and the spectacle is acting in their business best interest, which will make them happier, but it's not. And the ROI on it is terrible and it actually makes you less happy. So the people that are really bought into this are bad at being happy. They're bad at the skill and the art of being happy, which is the most important art and skill in the world. Okay. Every human action is moved towards pleasure and a move away from pain. If you don't believe this, you really need to analyze yourself and you really need to get some self-awareness. Okay. Otherwise people will be walking around People didn't care about pain. They would just walk around torturing themselves all day. But no, people are always working on getting food, getting adequate rest and shelter and sex and all the things that make their body feel good. Okay. But it's just like how someone is addicted to junk food. They are addicted to uh, politics where originally they thought this thing was going to make them happier, but it's making them way, way, way less happy. The ROI on it is um, terrible. Okay. And it is because they are not good at being happy and they're not good at being happy because they're not self-aware. They are not self-aware of their triggers, even if they're really smart people. I've seen really smart guys get involved in this and I look at them as if I sometimes I feel like an alien because it's so obvious to me that they're not aware of these triggers and they're constantly letting themselves fuck their state up because their vow is not to uh, pursue their happiness, their pursuit of their happiness is not the primary priority in life, okay? And that's something that I talk about so much to you guys because it's so important. So the polarized political guy, his wants are not aligned to his happiness, okay? Let me say that again. His wants are not aligned to his happiness, which means that he chooses to suffer more than he has to for very small rewards, okay? What, you know, for the reward of, you know, being... A pat on the back on Facebook for virtual signaling or something like that. All right. I'll give you an example. I was at the bar a couple weeks ago with an older gentleman in his mid-50s and I was having a few drinks. So I struck up. A, I was actually there hitting on the waitress, if I'm going to be honest. And uh, I struck up a few drinks like I do. Um, struck, struck up a conversation. 
normally I don't talk to the average person too long because there's just not a lot for me to say because I have a different mentality. But after a few drinks, I can talk to pretty much anyone about anything. And as always, I'm trying to be positive and, and I'm always looking to make whoever I'm talking to happy and, and, and generate a positive experience. So I ended up talking to this guy who was um, a liberal guy. And this could have been the same if he was a conservative or an alt-right guy. I'm not throwing liberals under the bus. I'm, I'm actually throwing everyone under the bus who identifies an, as an ism. So I'm actually being a lot harder than just throwing liberals under the bus. I'm throwing all of you motherfuckers under the bus if you believe in an ism. That's how fucking hardcore I am about this stuff. So anyways, he... You know, ask me where I'm from, and I say Canada. He's like, well, I'm glad you're not from the U.S. I've heard this a lot from people. Um, and right away, he started going into Trump and how, and this was like five minutes of the conversation. So let me paint the picture. We're in a bar. This cute girl serving us. He's about to dig into this giant pizza. Uh, we're in Thailand. You know, there's cute girls rolling up and down the street on their bicycles and what. I mean, the scenario is beautiful. Okay, we're having a few beers. Everyone's feeling terrific. Uh, at least I was, and, and the bar owner was feeling terrific. And the first thing this guy does is he's just going in on Trump and it's and how it's bad and, and it's so bad and the politics are so bad and we have to care. And may I remind you, both me and him live in Thailand, and I'm not even an American citizen. I haven't been in America since I was 11. But he is talking as if our lives are, are going to be impacted in a major way. When in reality, nothing is going to be impacted in the next four years. I live in a monarchy. Okay, I live a, across the world. I couldn't be farther away from the U.S. So he's going on and on about how these horrible things are going to be affected under Trump. And Trump is such a bad guy. And he just triggered himself. No one even brought it up. I just asked him how he was doing. And this guy's in his mid-50s. I'm in my mid thirties and but his ability to control his state was horrendous like any polarized political person he is your typical new york liberal and he just triggered himself on off of my question of how are you doing me and the bar owner had been having a great conversation before that so i wanted to steer back to positivity after this guy just triggered himself for like five minutes anyways he kept coming back to um these issues so Eventually, I, I just, because I wanted to keep sitting there and having a positive conversation. So I just gently asked, you know, was, does, I mean, I could see the guys upset. I'm like, well, I, I get that you care, but, you know, do you have to suffer? And, and does Trump, I mean, is it going to affect our lives in a massive way? I think we're, we're pretty lucky to be sitting here. Boom. This guy just opens up like, and like, I have to care because women's rights and 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 I care and I care because I feel for them and the so the answer to my question was no he he could not um just care about it in theory and not have to suffer for it he had to suffer and virtual signal to us and talk about how horrible it was and try and bait me into a political discussion when I don't care about politics so I was just like okay I understand where you're coming from man you know like again part of the major reason why I don't spend a lot of time talking to normal people because this is how normal people react. This is how um, my family react to the dinner table, just triggering each other left, right, and center over shit that they that is so fucking, they have no significance over. They have no, and it's just like the talking points from the New York Times is one after the other, you know. It could have been just written off on a New York Times homepage. 
All right. So this guy and so many people like this, they have this delusion of significance and they want that re reassurance that they are doing the appropriate signaling, right? Or they want to bait someone into an argument to, to prove that they are the, the correct, they have the correct ideology. And I saw this guy just cause himself to suffer. I mean, to me, it looks like insanity from the outside. I'm just watching him trigger himself you know, the vast majority of the time without anyone bringing it up, just triggering, triggering, triggering. Um, and I'm, I'm the exact opposite of that guy. Everything I'm doing is positive. I'm saying the bar owner is buying us drinks and shots. I'm like, this guy's the best. Isn't he great? Or is the, uh, the, literal, the, the, the guy from New York's like, hey, he's all right. You know, just negative. So, you know, I had a few beers and got the fuck out of there. But this is, this is, that is like the average fucking person. You know, the average person triggers themselves on a daily basis to the point where strangers don't want to talk to them because they are so wrapped up in it and so negative. It, to me, it's absolute insanity. It's absolute insanity watching it, okay? Um, and, you know, what does that guy get out of it? What did he get out of that? He got absolutely nothing except made himself upset, made the bar owner uncomfortable. I quietly enjoyed it a little bit because... It, just watching that is in, insane to me. But and at the end of the day, um, you know, he was looking for that echo chamber and that that uh, reassurance and that signaling, which he wasn't getting from either me or the bar owner because he had he has similar views to mine, and he had the delusion of the significance that he has to care. Like he's in his mid fifties in Thailand, and he has to care about what's going on under Trump because of women's rights and and like literally his answer was because i care about women's rights like no logical thought behind it i just because he has to get upset over it or otherwise um you know he is not a good person in his mind okay whereas the question i was asking was does something outside of your control have to make you suffer when we are living in beautiful thailand um and we have absolutely no effect over what's going on what's going on over there? And his answer was yes. Yes, things outside of my control have to make me suffer and I have to continue triggering myself about it and triggering, trying to trigger other people around me. And now listen, I'm not even, I'm not mad at this guy at all, okay? I, that, it, it just to me was a very clear illustration of the principles that I'm trying to get across to you. And this was an intelligent guy. For the most part, this was an intelligent guy, but because of the things that I've expressed in this video, he was bought in and he caused himself to suffer. And I can't imagine how many times throughout the years he's continued to cause himself to suffer. And this is a guy who's 20 years older than me with who should have a lot more wisdom and life experience. But again, this is what the spectacle does to people. Okay, it's the virus and they can't even get rid of that virus when they're not in the country. And, you know, we're in the, you know, the middle of, of Thailand, you know, it's, it's madness to me. So this extends to all polarized people and polarized political people. I don't care where they're, they are on the political spectrum, conspiracy theorists, whoever, whoever, alt-right, um, left-wing, liberal, progressive, communist, socialist, conservative, um, tradcon, paleocon, whatever one of fucking ism you want to put on your own head. Okay, they're all this. They're all this. Anyone who's hardcore into it is triggered by these things. Now, 
I'm not saying the issues that they that people bring up in politics aren't fucked up. I'm not saying that the shit that's going on isn't fucked up. The world is fucked up. Okay? The world is fucked up because everyone buys into the spectacle. It's it's the buy-in. It's our guy is gonna change things. It's, if people didn't buy into government, they wouldn't we wouldn't need it. Alright? If people didn't buy into war and government and not war and all these different things, we wouldn't have them. All right, we wouldn't have people putting guns in our faces. All right, if everyone was happy, we wouldn't have crime or governments or any of those things. Okay, if everyone came from well-adjusted child um, parents and was happy and pr promoted happiness with themselves and the pursuit of happiness is the primary priority and tried to spread that happiness and that positivity to people around us. We would have no need for government. We would have no need for war. We would have no need for guns. We would have no need for bombs. We would have no need for anything because everyone would be fucking happy. And I swear to God, you could take away all the laws and the government in the world right now and my behavior would not change. I would not start robbing my neighbors or raping or torturing or murdering or any of those things because I know those things will not make me happy and will make me very unhappy. And therefore my behavior would not change, okay? My behavior would not change for the vast majority of the things that I do. So the smart move, if you wanted to buy into something and you want to buy into something where you can affect change is buy into your own happiness. Buy into making yourself happy, living it, spreading it, and to people who are interested, okay, not to just anybody, you know, teach them how to be happier. By me being happy, in that conversation, before that liberal guy got there, I was making the bar owner happy. I'm telling him he's a great guy. He's buying me shots. I love his bar. The food there is terrific, all of which is true. And he's loving me, so he keeps buying me drinks. The other guy that comes in, it's the exact opposite. He's bringing everybody down, and I'm the one, and I'm constantly reframing to something positive, okay? And this guy's 55. How many years, how many decades has he been bringing people down around him? Very few people are, are the type who lift others up. If you want to change the world around you, that's what you start doing. You start affecting change within yourself, reframing your emotions to positivity, and then you're you're affecting change within the checkout girl. You're affecting change um, when you go to pay your phone bill. You're affecting change around your family, around your friends. And if you want to, you can broadcast the message like I do and affect change to you know, with my site and YouTube combined, it's about 200,000 people a month now. So that is something that, that is what you should buy into, buy into the idea of being happiness or of being happy. Okay. If everyone bought into that idea, we would have no problems in the, like no major problems in the world. Right. Whereas if everyone bought into liberalism or conservatism or, or communism, we'd have the same world that we already have because all those all those ideologies are just going to keep fighting each other. Look, look at the last 10,000 years of recorded history. That's all there is. So anytime you're buying into the spectacle, that's what you're buying into. You're buying into the last 10,000 years of history, right? You're buying into the machine, the spectacle, the politics is pro wrestling for reasons that I covered in part one. If you want to see how that spectacle actually works, right? You're buying into more of the same. When you buy into happiness, and moving beyond ideologies, you're buying into something that's completely different and something where you can affect change. Now, that is a much better foundation, okay, for you, your friends, your family, and the world. 
However, I'm not an idealist. Okay, there is I I have no faith that humanity everyone will buy into happiness, and we'll just be able to drop governments and all these things. My opinion is that people are going to keep being involved in the spectacle. They keep keep getting triggered. They're going to keep being programmed. They're going to keep buying it because that's what history has shown. Um, and I have low hopes for the vast majority of people, but I have high hopes for everyone listening to this. If you're still listening to it now, you can change. Okay. You can change. That's, that's always who I'm talking to. I'm not trying to change the world. I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you and you can buy into the idea of happiness and being able to spread that message, that positive message, creating your own lifestyle, you know, doing things the way that you want to do it and being able to spread that around and moving beyond the ideology that I believe, okay, that I can do this for the next 30, 40 years. I'm not going to change the world, but I can change a lot of individual people who are listening to this or, or reading my stuff. Okay. That's what I believe in. So that's the move. However, however, I know that a lot of guys, myself included, want to have more than just, um, you know, a minimal impact. We're men. We want to build, we want to create, we want to have an impact. And um, those, when you remove those instincts from the spectacle, okay, when you understand the six triggers, you move those instincts from the spectacle, and even when you push them towards being happy, they still want to express themselves, okay? A large part of my um, need for significance I transmuted into this website and into my YouTube and my videos and audios, okay? But not everyone has that option. So in part three of this series, I'm going to give you the option, the outline for how to build, create, and have an impact within your world, within the world, uh, by transmuting your political energy into positive and productive actions, okay? And this is going to go beyond just smiling at the checkout girl and being happy within yourself. There is actual change. Um, you know, it's not massive, insane change, but you can have, um, you can impact the surroundings around you. Okay. And I'm going to give you a list and a breakdown of how to maximize, um, your lifestyle and the surroundings around you to impact, create, and build something, uh, beautiful and to spread that happiness even farther. So stay tuned and check out part three for that. If you haven't checked out part one, check it out. Spectacle as um, and politics as pro wrestling. As always, I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for checking out RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud. I'm all over the place. Check me out. And I wish you all the best in your personal development journey.